Do you love women in the business arena? Have you checked out my new podcast, The Feminine Lens? Head on over and subscribe to The Feminine Lens. It takes the topics we explore on this podcast to a new level. You're going to love it. The truth is capacity is created because we choose it. Like it's us setting boundaries. It's us creating capacity. It's us slowing down. It's us saying, hey, we're not going to work after five. And no, I'm not going to work on the weekends. And no, I'm going to take Fridays off to be with my child or to just have a day off or to do whatever I need. Like it's us choosing it. It isn't by chance we have time off. Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and today I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Schuch-Guzman. We are finishing our five-part series today. Now, if you've missed our five-part series, we have been focusing on how to create a simple and successful business. And both of those words are really important. We don't want a simple business without it being successful, and we don't want a successful business without it being simple, because that leads to overwhelm, exhaustion, burnout, and all of the things that many of us women do not want. So I'm going to recap the things that we've talked about, and if you haven't listened, go back and listen to them. So the step one for a simple and successful business was know your worth. We really talked about how understanding our value, owning our worth is so important to ensure we are not, you know, undervaluing ourselves and over-delivering. And so much of sometimes what creates a complicated business is the fact that we don't feel worthy. So that's a really important step. Step two was to design deliberately. So really designing a business that fits you, that's aligned with who you are, aligned with your passions. Step three was focus on sales over marketing. And that's a whole great episode. If you struggle with sales and marketing, go listen to step three. And then last week, I really focused on following the proper sequence for growth. So I shared with you why it is so difficult when we get out of sequence, when we're focusing on step 20 versus step one, where we actually are. So I shared with you a little bit about what I've seen over the years in terms of proper strategies for growth. So I think that's going to be a really great episode. And today, we are going to focus on operating in your natural flow. What do you think, Laura? I love talking about flow, you know, and I, I mean, it's the only way to do business is to do it in a place that's sustainable energy that's flowing, that's reciprocal, like energy that we're giving to our our business and to our clients. So that energy is coming back. So I think this is a really great place to kind of wrap up the five part series is like, how do we take all those things and make sure that we are in a flow that really works for us. That's right. And I think there's a lot of sort of ways we could come at this topic, right? Because we can talk about it in terms of aligning with who we naturally are, aligning with our natural strengths. We can talk about it in terms of aligning with our cycles. And I think one of the things we have to address as well is our capacity, 
which we've talked about a lot in this podcast. Because the problem is, you know, it's really hard to follow our natural cycle if we don't have capacity to do that. And this is what I see as kind of the core of the problem is that so many people book themselves out, fill every minute with what they're creating and what they're doing. And so if if your cycle comes on, let's say you're exhausted one day, or let's say, you know, in order to naturally flow, you need more time. There's no time to be had because we have no capacity. Yes, this is a challenge for so many of my clients. And, you know, it was a challenge for me for a long time around my energy levels, around my cycle and my menstruation cycle. And then I finally realized that I needed to put it on the calendar, not as a way of just clocking my cycle, but for my energy management. And that I would forget and just block things, you know, because you think in your mind, oh, yeah, it's always, you know, around the first of the month or it's mid month or, you know, you kind of know. But if you don't actually put it on the calendar, like this is a slow week. It's kind of what I've had to start just indicating to myself on my calendar that this is most likely a time that I'm going to have less energy and I'm just going to want more space. I'm going to want to do restorative yoga. I'm going to want to do these things. And if I don't actually put it on the calendar, I also tend to just schedule, you know, because you're just in like, let's put it on the books. (laughs) Oh, two weeks from now. Sure. I gotcha. You know? Yes. And I think, you know, there's also this kind of thing that happens where we think we can handle more than we can, right? Like, and so, you know, sometimes we think we have to do all these pieces. And this is kind of why we save this step for last, you know, it, it does help if we're kind of following all the other steps first. But the truth is capacity is created because we choose it, right? Like it's us setting boundaries. It's us creating capacity. It's us slowing down. It's us saying, hey, we're not going to work after five. And no, I'm not going to work on the weekends. And no, I'm going to take Fridays off to be with my child or to just have a day off or to do whatever I need. Like it's us choosing it. It isn't by chance we have time off. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's that's going to be what I found the most, let's say the most ineffective way to plan time off is to wait until it happens. (laughs) It's just, it's never going to happen. I mean, we live in a very fast paced world and it's not just you. If you're out there going, wow, I I guess I do book myself up. It's not just you. We're in this world where, I mean, here we go. We've got our smartwatches. We're counting our steps. We are putting ourselves on calendars. You know, we're booking things years in advance. And so there's that culture of just always needing to be on and always be productive or be efficient. You know, those are values that we learn about. So we don't often realize that we're creating that. Like, what are we unconsciously implicitly do? You know, it's like, we are creating that overwhelmed experience for ourselves. But, you know, for many people, myself included, there have been times that I just have thought, but what else is there? Like, how could you possibly, what else can I do? You know, it just felt really powerless. But luckily I have amazing resources like yourself included and where I've been able to then kind of say, okay, wait, what am I being intentional about? And where can I choose to have more space? Where can I set more boundaries? Also, it's a big thing. 
It is. And it's so important. And, you know, I think it starts with us being able to really book time in to do nothing, right? To be. I mean, one of the things I teach my clients a lot is to literally create days where they're free flow, right? So you don't have to get a bunch of stuff done. You don't have calls. You don't like, you know, it isn't a doing day. It's a being day. It doesn't mean you can't do in it. It doesn't mean that something won't be inspired and aligned action won't happen or flow. But it's a being day and it's booked in your calendar and it's set up for freedom. I would not be able to survive this long in business had I not had these days. Every Wednesday for me is a being day. I do not schedule anything for that day. And I allow myself just to flow and I do work. I do things that feel inspired. I do things that feel good, but I'm not pressured to get things done. And it's a different flow and a different time. And I've learned that if I can operate my business 90% in that flow, I have so much more success and freedom. I completely agree. And those days I have to block as well, or just like what we said, they get booked up and I have to really carve out that time. And if I can give myself an eight hour, like a whole day to just do that, to just be like you said, and then really engage in the more creative work of my business. Like you said, it's not always that I need to completely some days, some days I need to completely check out and maybe just do yoga and me time and time in nature all day. But sometimes I actually want to get to the work. I just want to do the fun work is what I call it. The kind of work that I want to do on the weekends, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I want to go in this creative piece of my business. I think it's entrepreneurs, right? We know that that there's like the work that you do that you're getting done. And then there's the fun work, (laughs) you know, it's like, oh, I'll do that on a Sunday morning in my PJs with a nice cup of tea. And that is the kind of work that I am definitely, I can feel myself drop if I don't have enough time in that flow, you know, if I'm not carving that out for myself, that's the yummy stuff. Yes. And I think, you know, it's really moving towards where 80% of our time in our business is that, right? And only 20% is the check things off, get things done. And I think we can't even talk about the subject, which is following your natural flow, if we don't also address the difference between our masculine energy and our feminine energy. And I feel like so many people don't believe that they can operate their business in the feminine energy. They don't understand how that can be. And that's because in all honesty, we've never been taught. I've been saying lately that my program's like a unicorn because, you know, it is this very unique pathway to learning to operate more in our feminine in our business. Now, if you're naturally masculine, well, then doing all the masculine things will be aligned with your natural flow. But I know a lot of women who are more feminine and the natural flow is to be, is to connect, is to feel. And so how do we do that in business, which we've been taught is all about structure and time and appointments and busyness. And, you know, it's a really different way to look at it. Oh, that's such a good point to bring it back to that because that's obviously a, a thread through all of our podcasts is looking, you know, at those different energies and we need both. We need the feminine energy. We need the masculine energy. However, our culture is really worshiped at the altar of the masculine way of doing business and women, because we've wanted to gain that parity, you know, that equality, we have often adopted those traits and even seen them as more valuable than our feminine traits. And I really am grateful to be doing business in this time. I mean, when you and I first started talking about 
this now. It's been, you know, what a long time, 15 years ago. I mean, you were already doing your work 20 years ago. And then we met and started doing our work like 13, 14 years ago. And it's really interesting because back then you could hardly find anything about it. It was on the verge of talking about what it meant to have, you know, or they called it soft skills. Like if you heard yes. about it, it was like, Oh, the soft, well, we're starting to allow for some more emotional intelligence and soft skills in the boardroom, <laughs> you know, they're just like, of course, but like, why are we calling them soft skills? Like they're valuable skills and yes. they're really, really important. So yeah, I think that this is a very important point of finding flow is really noticing when are you flowing in the masculine in the getting things done and when are you because I do think that I flow masculine I yep. have this like, very spacious flowy masculine it's like yes 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 <laughs> I'm getting it all done and then I've got the more receptive feminine where I'm that's where I'm usually more creative and I'm like you know planning and I'm re- building relationships and that kind of thing Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sometimes it's about using that lens of who you are. So if you're a more naturally feminine person, if you're more about relationship building, I mean, in my program, a lot of my clients have relationship building strengths. When we look, I have had all of them do one of the strengths tests, the Clifton strengths test, and almost all of them had heavy, heavy relationship building and they had no execution. (laughs) They had no influence, which if you looked at the Clifton strengths test, those categories, when you think about business, you think about influence categories and you think about execution categories, right? Like you want to be able to execute, you want to be able to influence. But the thing I try to help them see is how do you take those relationship building strengths and use that to influence and use that to execute, right? It's a whole new way to think about it. When we align with our natural flow, we look at everything through that lens. So how do we do sales through something that's naturally aligned with us? How do we do marketing with something that's naturally aligned with us? And it really flips it on the head when you really let yourself brainstorm and get creative around what you could do that is so naturally in your flow. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of pushing up against the things that make us feel that we're not good at our work, right? Like the things that, and see, and this is kind of goes back to that. If you are really gifted in your feminine traits and that's really where you really flow, but you've set up your business through a masculine lens and a very masculine infrastructure, and you're going to burn out really quickly yes. in that business because it doesn't match your natural flow, your natural state of how you show up in the world, yeah. that way of being in the world. And I really love the whole being and doing because that's really helped me a lot. I was talking to a client about the power of stillness, being still. And I said, you know, you don't do stillness. You become still. It's a being state and this kind of way in our business, like if I'm going to flow, am I doing flow or (laughs) I'm moving into the flow? I'm becoming one with my flow. You know, it's like, it's interesting when you start really working with those words and really thinking about how that can be somewhat of an indicator of like, how many times am I just doing, 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 and how many times am I really being, am I becoming something in my business? 
Yeah. And I like to kind of look at the feminine and masculine as like, you know, the yin and yang. So like we need them both. But I also think it's important where we're coming from. The feminine has a lot of power if we plan from that, if we feel from that space, right? If we envision, I mean, that's the beauty of the feminine. The feminine can connect into something bigger than ourselves, much bigger than our brain, right? Which the masculine is all about logic and thinking, that serves a place, that has a place. But the feminine taps into something that is more unknown, something we can't even quite put together, right? I know when I'm in my feminine and that power of my vision comes in, I don't always even have all the, I don't know how it all fits together, but it's something magical. It comes together eventually, but it's like at the time, I'm able to tap into something I can't even quite see. And then if I take aligned action from that place, I am so much more effective in manifestation. I'm so much more effective in creation. Whereas when I'm trying to logically plan it all out, there is also no way for me to be able to see everything because we can't see the next hundred steps. We can't see what will happen tomorrow or the next day or the next day. But we calculate and in a way it's so efficient. It uses a lot of energy and then we try to stick to our plan even though all of the data has changed as we're moving through, right? It's not a very effective way to create. So it's great to be able to utilize the feminine to feel, to flow, and then take aligned action in the masculine like just the next step. Yes, yes. Because how many missteps, how many misaligned actions can we take when we just get ahead of ourselves, and that happens a lot where we are in our mental space. We're very much in our head. Oh, this makes sense. This is a very rational step for me to take in my business. <laughs> well, I'm going to do this thing, you know, and everybody says I should, and everyone says it's a great, and you don't stop and check in with yourself. Is this really what I want to be doing? Is this the direction that feels right for my business? And if it feels right for my business, does it also feel right for me as the human being that is impacted by this business? Yes. And you know, what's so cool is like the feminine is like a feedback. When we're operating in the feminine, we're feeling, we're getting feedback. Many of us are empathic. So you're feeling as we go, right? That's really important as we're running a business because like I'm not for business plans, right? I'm actually a business coach who is never, ever a fan of business plans. I won't do business plans with my clients. And the reason why is because we can create a structure and then they need to test it. They need to feel it. They need to get feedback from that. They go out and the world, they talk about it. What is the feedback they get? How does it feel in their body, right? An embodied way to run a business means that we are checking in. We are looking for that evaluation. We are looking for that feedback loop. And when we're doing that more in present time, we're able to tweak and evolve in so much more of a successful fashion than being attached to a structure because we had a business plan or because someone told us what to do and then we're not listening to the feedback we're getting. And this is how I have seen so many failed businesses. That's so true. It is a beautiful feedback loop or it's a, it's a great way of getting clear. And like you said, when we're really just using the mind, we're doing a lot of intellectual analysis. And the Virgo in me loves that, of course, to a certain degree, I like to analyze, and I like to look at all the different data points and the different aspects. However, got to sink in to all of the states that's much more about the embodied uh, experience, like you were saying. So like, what sensations am I noticing when I take this step? 
What are the feelings, the emotions that come up when I'm thinking about this step? What images come to mind? Are they a positive images or maybe images from the past in which there was like, oh, look, this is a pattern for me. You know, it's like, what is happening under the surface and under the neck? I like to talk about with my clients, you know, it's like, okay, let's drop below the neck and let's see what your body has to say about this decision. Yes. And we just haven't taken the time or we just don't even know, like no one reinforces this idea in us, right? There's very few of us out there talking about how to operate business in a different way. Instead, everyone is following, right? It's a big following like, oh, well, this is what everybody's doing. I'm going to do that. This is what the gurus say. I'm going to do that. This is what the marketing guy says. I'm going to do that. And we're not really stopping to evaluate and question is this even aligned with me? Like, is this even where I want to go? So, you know, it's funny because over the years, I've had a lot of people come to me in business and they're like, tell me the target market I need to target or tell me what I need to offer. Tell me what pricing I should have. (laughs) And they hate me because I'm like, hmm, okay, who do you want to (laughs) have? Who do you want to work with? Who are you passionate about? I don't know what pricing feels right to you, right? And it's because I want them to feel in their body. You know, of course, I'll tell them if something they tell me is not viable. And I know what's viable, not viable. But like, really, it's about us testing things and seeing what feels right to us and seeing what flows and what allows us to step into who we actually fully are. This is why so many people aren't aligned is because they don't do this. They go out in the world, they create something, they never look for that feedback loop, they never stop to evaluate evaluate and then years and years into it they are so misaligned exhausted and burned out and Laura and I know have both done this <laughs> yes yes we've learned from experience what burnout feels like and it really is when you are serving a business that is no longer in alignment or it hasn't been checked in that way for you to really see is it in your natural flow state is it really syncing up in the Is it giving you an integrated, coherent experience? And if not, it's taking way too much energy and it's time to pivot. It's time to shift. It's just so important. There's very little that you could do that's more important. I guess what I'm trying to say is this is at the top of my list. If you are not aligned, if your natural flow state is not aligned, then it's not a sustainable business model for you. That's right. And that's why, you know, we're talking about this because this actually is a step. You need to learn to operate in your natural flow. And of course, the first thing you need to do is understand what your natural flow is. And so, you know, have you even questioned and sat down, how do I naturally flow? Now, you would think this is something we all understand or know, but when I've really questioned many of my clients and many of the women and myself in my life through most of my life, I don't think I ever really understood what my natural flow is, right? And I don't think they understand what their natural flow is because we've been indoctrinated to flow in a certain way. We've been told that this is how you flow, not, hey, how do you naturally flow, (laughs) right? Oh, completely. Yeah. And I think that a lot of my clients, even yeah, I'll say, well, what are the things that you do? You know, what are, where do you just lose yourself? You know, who was it? The, uh, I know you talk about impulse. There's also a psychologist that always, one of the famous psychologists always talked about, like, if you want to get back, I think it's Carl Jung, like, if you want to get back to the things that are 
really your true nature. Yeah. Think about what you did, you know, when you were a child that allowed you to just lose time. I know it is somebody else. I can't remember, but it's like timelessness, you know, how is that timelessness experienced? How was it experienced as a child? Sometimes that helps us because when we think about it now, we're like, gosh, I just never experienced timelessness (laughs) because I'm, I'm charting every second, every minute. (laughs) <laughs> totally right. And uh, like I talk uh, with my clients a lot about Kairos and Kronos time, which is also yeah. in the Judith Dirk books, which I talk a lot about. And, you know, we're all trying to understand what it means because these are new concepts. And so, you know, for anyone who hasn't heard this, Kairos time is like that timelessness time. It's where, you know, we are in something that it, we don't even realize there's time ticking. We're not looking at the future or the past. We're not looking at the hour and our watch. We're just lost in that magic of time. And Kronos time is like, you know, we are calculating, we're looking at the next hour, we're conscious of our time, right? But it's almost like we're outside of time in that. We're watching time versus being in time. And it's really interesting trying to explore and practice this in business. How do I be more in Kairos time? How do I have more magical time? It's impossible to fully run a business, in my opinion, in Kairos time. As much as I love that, I am not there yet. (laughs) So like not a master, maybe someone has done it. But, you know, we do have to have appointments. And, you know, there are days where we are busy and there are days where we're watching time. And so we can't always have those times. But what I find is if you can create a flow of the Kronos and the Kairos time, you're going to be able to operate more often in your natural cycle. So for me, I alternate days. Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays for me are flow days. They're being days. They're Kairos days. And Tuesdays and Thursdays are my meeting days. There are days where I'm in Kronos, but I know that I'm in Kronos and I'm able to just like focus knowing that the next day I'll be free again. (laughs) That's a really great way. Monday, Friday are my flow days. I will have to say that making Monday a flow day was just a game changer for me. And I don't know how many years ago now I started doing that no clients on Mondays and avoid appointments at all cost. And now it really has just turned into a, a flow day. And it's so beautiful because everyone has sort of this Monday got to get to things. And I just feel all this space like, Oh yeah, I don't really, you know, I'm just, I'm getting organized. No one's really on my calendar until tomorrow. So it just gives me a lot more. It gives me like a space and a gentle entry into my week where I feel like, oh, I have more control about this week and what I'm going to be doing versus just like hitting, you know, when you just like hit the floor running kind of feeling, not about that. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting because I can feel the days where my Monday gets out of control, which does happen once in a while when I have an appointment or something I couldn't avoid and I had to do it versus the days where like on Monday morning, same, I sit in my big round chair, it's almost like a couch, and I just feel drinking my coffee. What do I want to do this week? What do I need to accomplish? Where am I going? Like I allow myself that space to plan and feel and my week goes so much more smoothly. But when I like something comes into that day, like the whole week is chaotic. Like it's amazing the difference. And I think that's because on those Mondays, we're allowed to be in that feminine space. And then the feminine informs the masculine versus the other way around. 
Mm, yes. Really leading with the feminine because the week starts with that, like checking in, how do I feel? What's my energy like this week? Do I need to change things? Like I, yeah, I look at my calendar. I'm thinking who the, these are things I committed to quite a while ago. Is that still working? Is everything still good? Right. And sometimes you realize, oops, let me, yeah, tweak that. Let me move those things around. And so from that really more feeling state, that more intuitive state that informs the aligned action, right? And then that helps so much. Yeah, it does. I agree. I love this conversation. I love thinking about how to flow more naturally into my week, into my business. You know, I think it's a conversation that I hope you will have with yourself everyone out there. (laughs) And I hope not Laura, but everyone else. And I hope that, you know, you will contemplate and really sit with this and look at where am I operating outside of my natural flow? Because that's often what creates complication in our business and it limits success. So often we think that if we operate in the masculine or we operate in the way that everyone else says, we're going to like, become so successful. But the truth is, if it's out of our alignment, if it's misaligned with our natural flow, it is going to be harder and harder to reach success. And for some people, they're never going to reach it because they're going to be burned out before they ever get there. So true. Yeah. And I I think this is a wonderful way to wrap up the five-part series because everything that we talked about in this series was about simplification and wrapping up with this really reminder that flow is a way to simplify and to return to a natural way of being. And I think one of the big takeaways from just you and I sharing what works for us is that you have to be a a guardian. You have to be a gatekeeper for this, you know, in your life and setting this on your calendar, blocking off time, really giving yourself permission to have these days, these weeks, these months, whatever you need in order to take time to reconnect to this natural state in yourself. hundred percent. And I think, you know, sometimes this is where we cycle back to the steps, right? Because some of the reason that we're not aligned with our natural flow is because we're not feeling worthy of it. We're not feeling worthy to give ourselves the space, the time, the slowness, the capacity. So, you know, if that feels like you, if that, if you can relate to that, go back to step one and really, you know, begin to do some of that worthy work, because I think it's all relative. It it really is all very connected. And you do deserve the most amazing business that is aligned with your true nature. A hundred percent. And I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Have you tried all the things to grow your service business? The marketing hacks, the coaching programs, every downloadable secret the gurus are selling. Maybe you've also tried selling out yourself, whether by following someone else's guidance or ignoring your own. But what if there was another way? Here is the truth. The business struggle you are having isn't about marketing, sales, or even your target market. It is a struggle with worthiness. When you don't feel worthy, you over-deliver, you undersell, you struggle with boundaries, charge less than you're worth, and have difficulty explaining your value. Now, I've seen over the last 20 years that for women, the core of business struggle is a struggle with worth. 
This is why my business program tackles this first. Yes, we also address your business structures, we address sales and marketing, but they're done through a totally different lens of worthiness. Right now, I'm selling my spots for 2021, and this will be the last time I offer one-to-one in my program. If you've ever thought of working with me, now is the time to reach out. We can have a chat to see if I'm the right fit for you. Head over to sonnystatman.com or connect with me on any of my socials. I promise you, it's worth it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.